Hi, and welcome to this very special and final episode in our Space Debris series from ESA, the European Space Agency, and UNUSA, the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. I'm Rosa Jesse, editor at ESA's Operations Center in Germany. Space debris is a topic of global concern. Although space may seem vast, the orbits around Earth are like the oceans, forests, land and food, a limited natural resource. We have to use them responsibly and protect them for future generations. For context, this episode is being recorded in April 2021, at a time when there are more than 28,000 debris fragments in orbit that are large enough to be detected and tracked from Earth. Millions of smaller fragments are estimated by computer models, too small to be seen but damaging nonetheless. Among all of this fast-moving, hazardous debris, about 3,900 working satellites are today in orbit. Any impact with a debris object could damage or completely destroy them. So, I'd now like to welcome our guests, Joseph Ashbacher, Director General of the European Space Agency, and Simonetta de Pipo, Director of the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Always a pleasure. So Joseph, perhaps you could begin by explaining just what we would lose if we lost access to the limited orbital regions around Earth. Okay, first of all, um, let me thank you for being part of this podcast. It's really a a great topic. I'm also very happy uh, together with Simonetta and uh, UN OSA to to discuss this issue because it is fundamental. Uh, What do we lose um, if we lose access to orbit? I used to be director of Earth observation uh, programs uh, where we have been building or we're still building uh, uh, and developing a number of Earth observation satellites. And I just uh, take this as one example. But of course, this applies uh, to all satellites uh, that are uh, in orbit. Uh, uh, For example, with our Earth observation satellites, we are monitoring, uh, we are taking the pulse of our planet. That means we really measure the elements of the atmosphere, uh, the oceans, uh, the land surface, and to understand our planet, how it functions. Uh, This is crucial uh, for climate change uh, uh, observations, uh, but also modeling of uh, climate change forecasts. uh, What is the impact of humans on our planet in terms of temperature, sea level rise, uh, melting of the glaciers, uh, melting of the ice caps, uh, uh, changes of the ocean temperatures or ocean currents, uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, the uh, health of uh, our people on on this planet, because uh, our, our climate is uh, is affecting uh, every single person, uh, not only in the temperature itself that you feel in the morning when you walk outside the house, uh, but of course uh, through all the surroundings. Uh, that means agriculture, availability of water, access to uh, water, and so on. So yes, uh, uh, space has become an integral part of daily life, uh, and uh, yes, if we Uh, do lose satellites in orbit, then uh, this integral part of daily life is in danger, uh, meaning that the information which we need uh, for our mankind, for our humankind, uh, cannot be provided in the same way. And uh, what I mentioned before for Earth observation, of course, also applies to telecommunications, to navigation, uh, and to many other aspects of of space. So yes, the orbits are our living space in space. Uh, They are essential. And if we would not have them safe uh, and clean, uh, then yes, uh, many of our aspects of daily life would be in danger. Simonetta, is there anything you want to add on what we lose if we lose access to space orbits? 
Well, uh, first of all, let me say that I really welcome this opportunity together with, with Yosef to really exchange on this important topic. And to answer your question, well, uh, our modern lives really depend on space. And we would not be able to use our mobile phones, for example, or predict the weather or to use even an, an ATM machine without having the possibility to use the so-called critical space infrastructures. And, uh, and uh, also, I would like to mention that uh, uh, this opportunity between the European Space Agency and the Office for Outer Space Affairs of the United Nations also shows the great understanding, joint understanding of the importance of these topics. Uh, but let me say that in reality, back in September 2015, the world leaders came together and adopted the so-called 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. And uh, it's extremely important to underline that uh, uh, space-based data and infrastructure are really important as a sort of a tool across the board, uh, the 17 SDGs. So in reality, we could say that our dependency on space is really um, you can touch it in every day-by-day -day life. And this has been even more highlighted during the so-called COVID-19 pandemic uh, because we really made the strong use of telehealth, digital education, remote working, and this was uh, strongly supported by satellites. And, and clearly, um, this dependency has built up over years of political and economic investments. And humanity uh, has built a huge, a really complex infrastructure in space. And uh, and so, if we talk space, uh, about space debris, we have to see, we have to look at the fact that space debris can really put all these investments at risk. And so, that's the reason why it's extremely important. It's so important to collectively uh, look at this issue and try to work together and also try to support the establishment of, uh, let's say, a sustainable approach, responsible behavior from all the other players in the space, um, in the space environment, in the space uh, arena. And so I'm really happy that, again, as I said, that we're really together, uh, together with Josef to discuss this important topic. I can only add to this, uh, Simonetta, you're absolutely right, uh, especially when we talk about uh, sustainable development goals. Uh, let me add that uh, out of the uh, 54 essential climate variables which have been developed by the WMO, the World Meteorological Organization's uh, Global Climate Observing System, uh, about half of them can be monitored only or best uh, from space. And this is uh, quite unique. So in other words, uh, uh, without space, uh, just as you said, we would essentially be blind uh, to climate change. And this is, uh, is quite fundamental. Uh, at ESA, we are contributing to the establishment of uh, United Nations OSA compendium, gathering together space projects from agencies around the world that have an impact on the UN SDGs. And ESA uh, is so far the, the first space agency to have cataloged its own projects supporting the achievements of the UN SDGs. Uh, this project or this catalog is online at uh, sdg.isa.int uh, and I'm really uh, inviting everyone to have a look at those.
Of course, people think of Mars and, and space exploration, which is fascinating and hugely beneficial to Earth. But the direct connection between Earth observation and understanding the climate is really worth um, hammering home. So you, you mentioned a bit, Joseph, about what ESA is doing in connection to the SDGs. But what about what ESA is doing to tackle the space debris problem? Yes, sir. At ESA, we are actually working quite a lot on the space debris, on the space de- debris problem. Uh, we now have a, a very significant, what we call, space safety and security pillar uh, within ESA. And uh, let me uh, mention also that uh, in the ESA Agenda 2025, which is uh, the ESA vision paper, which I introduced uh, to the press uh, yesterday, uh, where we outline what ESA will be doing in the next couple of years in order to be ready for the next decade and the challenges of the next decade. And there in the in the ESA agenda 2025, uh, I list uh, five priorities uh, where we would like to focus uh, ESA, that means the ESA workforce, uh, together with our member states, but also partners in Europe, uh, like the European Commission or international partners like UNOSA. We would like to tackle as one of the five priorities, safety and security. And safety and security really means uh, uh, the the elements we are addressing right here uh, with space debris uh, being one of them, but also uh, space traffic management, uh, uh, space weather monitoring, space logistics, uh, planetary defense, uh, but also cybersecurity are falling in this category. And this is an area domain I would like to reinforce, uh, to strengthen, uh, and to make sure that uh, uh, ESA is sustainable uh, and ESA's actions are sustainable uh, in the uh, medium to long term. And uh, this is uh, uh, a priority uh, which uh, certainly we would uh, like to further strengthen and further increase. Our space debris office is monitoring the debris environment, understanding how debris is created and the behavior of space actors, as well as protecting missions from collision by developing advanced AI uh, assisted uh, systems, but also our clean space office is working to reduce the impact of our space missions uh, on the environment. Uh, in December 2020, as you may have uh, heard, ESA committed uh, to fund part of a new 100, 100 million uh, mission, uh, which uh, will remove uh, uh, an old uh, element in space. Uh, it's actually, it's uh, part of uh, a Vega launcher, a Vespa it is called. Uh, which we remove uh, uh, with uh, a spacecraft, uh, which uh, uh, is developed through a, a new way of, uh, of working in space. Uh, that means that ESA is buying a service from a company uh, and this uh, provider, uh, Clean Space, uh, will remove this object. Uh, and this is quite an important milestone uh, which we have initiated. We are among the first ones uh, in the world uh, to do exactly that. Uh, we're also working internationally with uh, partners like the MIT in the United States uh, or the World Economic Forum uh, to develop a new space sustainability rating uh, that will recognize space flight actors uh, who fly their missions uh, sustainably. And so there's a lot uh, which is done. And uh, let me recall again, at the core of uh, the ESA Agenda 2025, which outlines our priorities for the next couple of years, sustainability but also safety in space is a priority for ESA. There's a huge amount being done and that clear space mission is a particularly exciting example as I think the first ever mission to actually remove a piece of debris from orbit. Um, And Simonetta, how about the work being done at UNUSA? 
I have to say, Joseph, that uh, um, the the main strategic uh, pillars in the uh, new agenda for the European Space Agency, most of them are really in overlap with uh, with what we are doing. So, which means that uh, I see even uh, uh, more possibilities to do joint activities in the future and strengthening in the, our our relationship. Well, uh, talking about what the Office for Outer Space Affairs is doing, well, um, we are really engaging with the global space sector uh, to ensure that space debris is uh, strongly, I would say, on the agenda of uh, decision and policy makers. And uh, I have also to underline that uh, one of our activities is to be the secretary of the UN Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space, better known as COPIUS which currently has 95 member states and 42 uh, observer organizations, among which we have the European Space Agency. And um, also I would like to mention that uh, uh, in the last few years, we moved from 75 to 95 member states, which means that there's been quite a, a huge increase in, in terms of interest of member states in becoming members of COPOS and participating actively to these multilateral discussions. Well, in this setup, in this framework, we are really at the center of multilateral discussions and policymaking on space sustainability. And in reality, through the committee, we provide a platform for states to come together and cooperate to discuss and to solve these common challenges. It's also true that we try also to involve all the potential uh, other stakeholders and so uh, we really want to facilitate information sharing and also put together and create a sort of uh, repository of best practices, best practices on responsible and sustainable space activities. And um, we do it uh, in, in different manners, but one of the most important platforms we have is the World Space Forum. Uh, together with the Space Economy Initiative. And, and Josef, I would like to uh, take the opportunity um, to formally invite you to attend the World Space Forum and give a keynote, because this will also show uh, the importance, uh, not only what the European Space Agency is doing in this field and in other fields, but also will underline the strong relationship between, between our two organizations. I would like also to mention that uh, recently we started also quite a strong activity with an interesting activity with the United Kingdom. I recently signed um, an agreement with the UK Space Agency to work together on a project to increase awareness and, uh, and also dealing with the implementation of the guidelines on the long-term sustainability of other space activities, which have been uh, approved by the committee just a couple of years ago and among them, uh, there is also quite um, a strong focus also on space debris. Um, the, the main goal is really to spread knowledge about, uh, about the issue and increase the awareness on solutions already available. But also, uh, one of the main goal is to promote international dialogue, which is, as I said already, one of the main mandate that we have and one of the things that we do uh, really, that is really at the core of our activities. Um, clearly, uh, this is also thanks to the only treaty-based tool, transparency and confidence, 
building measure tool that is existing today, which is the UN register of all the objects launched into outer space, that we discharge, uh, we, we discharge the responsibility of the Secretary General, the UN Secretary General in this field. And clearly, with this, we contribute to increase awareness and to distribute information to all the players in the field. And uh, I would like to underline at this stage an extremely important information. Uh, and in last year, we really registered uh, more than 1,300 uh, objects launched into outer space. Well, if we look at the history of space exploration, this counts as more or less 10% of all the registrations done, which means that in just one year, we have been able to register, which means that the world launched um, exactly the 10% of the overall satellites ever launched in history. And um, if we um, if we look at the situation, we see that these numbers are increasing quite quite quickly. And so one of the things that I believe is extremely important, and on this we are together, uh, I mean, the European Space Agency and the Office for Outer Space Affairs, on what Joseph mentioned, the Space Solution Compendium is another field in which we are working together. Uh, the Space Solution Compendium is, is, um, is a joint activity that we are trying to put together. It's a one-stop shop where we would like really everyone to go and find a, a, a possible solution space-based. Um, and if the solution is not there, well, we will work with our partners uh, on a global scale to find additional solutions for, for the final users. So I believe that uh, it's quite an interesting setup and then, um, and then working more and more together also on the main pillars of the new agenda for the European Space Agency and our main uh, strategic guidelines, we can really do a lot for, for the benefit of everyone everywhere in, in the world. Thank you for the invitation, Simonetta, to come to the conference, and I'm always happy to, to join you and uh, support your activities. Uh, but maybe on uh, on the numbers of uh, satellites to be launched, I mean, it's absolutely right. Uh, the, the number of satellites uh, that are being launched uh, these days is quite impressive. Uh, 1,200 uh, satellites have uh, last year been launched into the layer orbit, uh, which is actually uh, the same uh, figure than uh, what we used to have in orbit uh, 10 years ago. So uh, you see how fast this thing increases, uh, uh, and this is uh, is quite remarkable. So yes, we have to certainly make sure that our orbits are safe and clean uh, and to work on uh, measures uh, to do exactly that. Absolutely. So we've talked a bit about what's currently happening at ESA and UNUSA, but what more needs to be done? Clearly, we're launching a lot more than we ever have before, so we're going to have to act more to keep space sustainable. Um, Simonetta? Well, um, I, I believe that uh, uh, what has to be done is really to get states, organization, the private sector, uh, to really uh, be in line with the highest standards of transparency, accountability, and sustainability. And we have the treaties, we have the principles, we have the guidelines, not only the, uh, the guidelines on the long-term sustainability I mentioned already, but also the space debris mitigation guidelines, which are extremely important in this case. So uh, what is extremely important is that they are able to, all the new players in particular, are able to start their activities with a responsible behavior. 
And so um, that's the reason why a, a bit ago, the Office for Outer Space Affairs put together a new initiative called the UN Space Law for New Space Actors Project. Um, uh, and through it, we provide a range of legal policy and technical advisory services to support member states in gaining awareness about uh, the key international legal frameworks and also the UN frameworks on space activities. As I mentioned already, for example, the space, the pre mitigation guidelines and the long term sustainability um, guidelines. Well, we also need to involve uh, the younger generation. And, uh, and in order to do so, we launched, uh, for example, the Space for Youth competition that this year, by the way, is linked to the climate change topics. And, and they will be also the winners of this competition will also be involved in the COP26 Youth Summit to be held in Milan at the end of September. And, um, and so what we want to do really with this project is not only to be linked to the UN Secretary General strategies on, on youth involvement, but also to increase awareness about, uh, about the importance of space uh, in, in the next generation. It's also uh, vital that data and technology um, derived from space, uh, also including the technologies uh, developed to mitigate space debris, uh, are accessible. And so uh, what we do in reality uh, in our day-by-day -day activities is try to uh, exchange expertise, best practices, lessons learned uh, through an open knowledge approach. And I believe this is extremely important to maintain the peaceful uses of outer space. Yeah, it's a real investment. Every Everything we put into space and looking after it gives us an enormous return. So it's really worth doing. Um, so we've talked about uh, the damage of debris, how it can impact Earth observation missions, for example, but, but many other areas too. Um, is there reason to be hopeful? It's a big problem, but can we end this on a positive note? Um, Joseph, how about you? What, what do you say on this? Yes, there is reason to be hopeful, and this is uh, also the nature of space to create hope, uh, new inspiration, uh, new dreams, and that's uh, what we are doing also in the debris removal. So yes, we are developing a lot in uh, new technologies. Uh, I mentioned before that I'm committed uh, through ESA to strengthen the safety and security activities, uh, our pillar, which exists already, but uh, which can be further strengthened. And there's a, a lot uh, to be done in, in this direction. And uh, the examples I mentioned before are quite, uh, quite important ones. So yes, sir, I would certainly like uh, to close this uh, podcast with a positive note that we first of all recognize the problem uh, but also take very concrete action uh, through our programs and projects uh, to uh, work and to contribute to more sustainability not only on our planet earth but also in space and make sure that uh, space remains uh, as clean as possible uh, space, uh, literally, uh, in order to have a functioning uh, uh, infrastructure uh, on which we rely for our daily life. Uh, and this is for me essential uh, and is a necessary uh, obligation uh, of ESA, uh, but uh, through our international work also of international partners uh, with, with whom uh, we are engaging on this uh, undertaking. Well, indeed, I agree with Joseph. Uh, space is 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 um, is a field where you are always optimistic to find something new to discover, to help humanity to progress. And uh, one of the things that I would like to underline is that 
uh, one of the reasons why I, I see the future with a positive eye is that uh, we uh, always foster international cooperation. And frankly, we have also to, we witness the fact that international cooperation in space is often stronger than on Earth. And uh, up to the point that what we, we, I mean, that at least in the Office for Outer Space Affairs, we talk a lot about space diplomacy. So how space activities can help uh, to maintain the peaceful uses, not only of outer space, but also to maintain peace on Earth, because it's a tool for maintaining and for creating and maintaining very good cooperations between uh, stakeholders. Uh, it's also true that uh, uh, space has the potential to inspire, motivate, and, and push us to break uh, frontiers, which is always uh, something fascinating. And also, I believe this is extremely important also for the young, the youngest, because they see space as a, a source of inspiration, and so they they can really look at STEM um, fields as 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 important for their education and to support socioeconomic sustainable development. Um, I, I see clearly that uh, uh, sustainable space activities are going up and the political agendas. Um, we see huge investment from both the public and the private sector to support more sustainable space operations. And, uh, and clearly, we, you always need a committed leadership in order to be able to do so. Um, and, and that's also one of the reasons why we are really happy to have this possibility of partnering with the European Space Agency. Um, because on one side, we really look at the challenge posed by space debris, but we are really, again, with a positive eye, looking at the solutions that we are trying to um, to make available to everyone. So, in other words, I believe international cooperation, the stronger the better, uh, is extremely important and leveraging, by leveraging the talent that we have of all genders, um, well, uh, our community can really come, come together, find solutions, uh, on not only find solutions for the problem of space debris, but more in general, find solutions for the challenges we have to tackle and only together we can achieve a better future. Thank you both very much. And everyone can catch you at the upcoming Space Debris Conference that's happening. So if anyone's interested to find out more about Space Debris, there'll be a lot happening there and people can uh, watch the live opening on the 20th of April and get updates on the ESA channels. Um, yeah, so thank you both very much for joining. No, thank, thank you also from my side, uh, Rose, for organizing and moderating it, uh, but also thank you to Simonetta for a fantastic opportunity to, to talk to each other on a very important topic, and I really appreciate that, and I look forward to seeing you soon, hopefully before the conference, uh, but uh, certainly the Space Debris Conference uh, might be a very good opportunity. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can only echo what you just said, uh, Josef. Uh, great opportunity and always great to be able to chat uh, with you. And also, Rosa, thank you very much for moderating, moderating this great event. Um, well, what I can say to close is that really, really, I believe we should do it more. Uh, and uh, it's also our 
uh, in a way, our duty, our responsibility to try to increase awareness on the importance of what we do day by day. I mean, we have dedicated our life to that. So, uh, but I believe again that uh, what we are trying to do is important for the future generations and to maintain the peaceful uses of outer space. So, thanks for listening. You can find out more about space debris and the work being done to tackle it at isa.int forward slash space debris and at usa, O-O-S-A, dot org and follow the hashtags spacecare and space sustainability on Twitter to join the conversation.